Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Xbox Games Showcase. Yes. So many games, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, this was a, it was a great, it was a great event. We'll get to it later, but I'll, I'll spoil you on, I thought this was a great event. I enjoyed myself thoroughly watching it, man. Yeah. That'll be the majority of our show. Um, just to let the listeners know. Yeah. Um, because it's enough news to, uh, to take the spot of the news and our main segment. That's right. That's right. There's a lot um, of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff in there that like, I also didn't necessarily notice right off the bat. And as I was thinking about it later, I was like, okay, that's a big deal. You yeah, know, that's yeah. everything. So, yeah. Um, I'm not, so, uh, yeah. What have you been up to this week, John? So this week I'm actually like, uh, doing some traveling. Like, so if it sounds a little bit different, that would be why I'm in a different room, um, cool. with a slightly different setup. But, uh, I wanted to talk about something I did like a few weeks ago. I wanted to retouch on Hamilton, the musical on Disney oh, plus, yeah. yes. uh, this week. Cause uh, we watched it the, uh, the weekend of, uh, July 4th or whatever. Um, and whenever it originally like launched the night it came out, we watched it or whatever. It was fantastic, dude. That yeah. thing is great. Totally. I uh, I very much enjoyed the the uh, production of the video portion of it as well, like the fact that it's like oh this is like a videotaped or like with some additional like on stage camera stuff that would have had to been done during like a rehearsal or whatever. But this is basically for the most part just what you would see if you were going to be in the audience during right. a uh, a show, which I thought was very cool. Which rather than being like I guess the Phantom of the Opera um, movie comes to mind, like where they they basically did a theatrical version of that musical, and I was just like. Mm, this isn't as good as like if they just filmed like the the stage presentation because it's such a magical like thing that pe- that they do it in uh, in in Broadway theater that um, it's it's amazing to see it and so to to separate that out in some cases it makes it a little bit less magical where you're like oh this is just like uh, some really good songs with like you know normal kind of Hollywood stuff rather than it being like a a, a new or a different type of art form um, yeah as it was originally intended. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure what they probably did was they did a, a live, a live taping where like the audience knows that it's, um, mm. you know what I mean? And, and did, you know, yeah, do, yeah. Do, so, do so a having different... like a camera person, a close up, like right there handheld and in, in, uh, in, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda's face is like, they would accept it because it's, they, yes. they, they, they bought tickets to the live taping or get, got them for free. Like normal, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I doubt they would charge anyone for that either. It's um, also fascinating because it opens up the door, in my mind, to a lot of, uh, like, it makes a, a something that is a really expensive thing, and it's tied to, like, a specific place and specific time frames. Um, it opens that up to, to, like, the general public, where it's like, hey, this is, this is a show that you literally can't go and watch this version of this show, because, um, the, like, the actors are all different um, now. Yeah, this is the, it's the original cast. Right, and so, like, the fact that they have this and they're presenting this to um, everybody, and they're just like hey anybody can watch this it kind of it it it, it's really cool like i i uh i feel like it opens up the door to potentially more broadway shows doing that type of thing after they've had their like initial runs or whatever um because they do film a lot of those things maybe not to this like level maybe not to this like theatrical level of quality but i was gonna say you know like there's all those i mean i haven't been to one but there's all those fathom events that are all these different plays and stuff like that and so um but yeah i mean i think like if something's popular i mean 
I think uh, the, the the thing about Hamilton is that like this is the first w- outside of going to see the actual like touring uh, production or mm. going to you know New York. This is the first way to actually see it. Yeah, uh, it's just I think it's rare that a musical a new musical hits the way the Hamilton um, has. You know, you think about like no one's gonna necessarily like care about another uh, like taping of Cats or you know like true true <laughs> i see what know. you're saying so like because like oh well let's like do this in a different um art form yeah. in order to get uh get the you know basically get a whole new type of audience to see it somebody who but wouldn't I, necessarily go and be interested in the you know just the just the fathom events kind of broadway showing but yeah. more so like hey let's do this in a theatrical way that that uh widens the audience interesting right. but i but i could be wrong but uh i think it's because it's like this is I mean, I you know the I I outside of trying to buy like I know tickets for you know three hundred bucks whenever they came through Nashville, right. like the, I haven't had a chance to go to see Hamilton outside right. of Disney Plus. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you'd have to like the, the, the they're so expensive, like you said, like the three hundred dollar like for the touring thing, and then they're so limited in time with the original cast because the original yeah. cast is only on it for a couple of years, and so like there's literally just a finite number of showings that you can see, the finite number of tickets, finite number of seats. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's just cool that they they brought it out in this form. I also think it's cool that originally they were going to bring it out to theaters, and now they brought it to Disney Plus, and I thought that was a, oh, really, totally. a really great move. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. What have you been up to this week, Chris? All right, John. So this is a little different. So it's not a what have I been up to. It's a what will I be up to. Ooh. And um, as of the time the listeners are hearing this, it will be out. But Taylor Swift announced a new album this morning. That's right. That's coming out tonight at midnight. Yeah. So which I'm of the uh, about that. which of the tw- what was eight different versions eight, with eight yeah. different covers on her on, on her website are you gonna get? So here's the problem, John. You give me too many options and I don't do any of them <laughs> because I can't decide. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I'm just gonna have to. I'm probably just gonna get the original one because I'm like, yeah. uh, I like it. <laughs> it seems uh, to me this is the problem. That sounds lame to me. I'm like, well, you're just gonna, so okay. So for the listeners, uh, she released eight different covers, exclusive covers mm-hmm. for the vinyl, cassette, and um, CD. Yeah, uh, versions of the the album that you can pick up on her website, and mm-hmm. so I always like to buy vinyl records. So like, there's I'll get one of them. Um, there, I mean, there's a couple that I like the most, but it's just like kind of like oh, I think honestly the one I like the best is the original. Yeah. Um, but then well, I'm like, well, but the other ones are are, are special and are exclusive, special and you edition. probably won't ever be able to like get them again. And so yeah, like, that's and, what runs through my head. And you're gonna be staring at the original one, which is, let's be honest, there's a reason that it it, it won out as the main right. version of that. Like it's it's you know gonna be like the one that most people liked. Um, yeah. You know, and so, uh, <laughs> or at least that she liked the most. Anyway, so the. Uh, that's going to be the one in iTunes, and so I feel like maybe getting one of the other ones for your physical version is probably the right call because, again, like you're going to be staring at the iTunes uh, cover, and it's going to be the uh, original cover. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll let However, you know what, what happens. Chris, I have yes. noticed covers on iTunes, like if you don't like buy the, uh, the, like if you don't buy and download the actual, uh, song, whenever it originally comes out, uh, the covers can change. Like in Apple music, they'll swap out covers from, from albums that were released a yeah. while ago, which totally. is super strange to me. Like, why would you do that? I mean, they just decided they wanted to change it. 
Because you can. Because you can, John. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it, it, music is now uh, a, a live service game, Chris. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Peter yeah. Dinklage, no longer in Destiny You know, 1. Oh, no, never. I don't <laughs> know what that has to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're opening it back around to video games, man. Well, we don't have, this is not a video game show. That's true. You're right. This you're is right, an entertainment right. show, John. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's what I, that's what I've been up to that's as of awesome. like by the time I will have uh, listened to that album and hopefully enjoyed it by the time our listeners hear this. I dig it. I dig it, man. All right, John. We normally we would pitch to a, a second segment here, but uh, we're not going to because it's time to talk about the Xbox Game Showcase as part of the news. The news, Chris. Yes, the news. Okay, so. Um, we're going to try to walk through all of this um, yeah. and just the, the very fact that uh, we're, it's something that we have to try to do uh, is pretty cool, I think, because this is what I was hopefully expecting from this from this um, this showcase. Uh, let's, we'll come back to it at the end. But briefly, John, did uh, what were your just kind of like Cliff Notes thoughts about this? I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the games that, that are Xbox uh, Studios games, I thought all pretty much all of those I very, I'm very into. Um, like all the new announcements, that sort of thing. Um, even like down to like Psychonauts 2 and stuff like that. I was like, man, this just looks really good. Um, like that gameplay, like the jumping around the platform and that sort of thing, it looked really smooth. Like just, it, it, the thing is like everything in this thing like felt very polished um save for i thought initially whenever like uh, in the halo infinite stuff like whenever they were in the gameplay portion there were a few times like in the in the open world like whenever they're before that he went up into the you know to, into combat basically uh, before the chief went into combat it i, th- I thought it kind of looked weird but i thought that might have also just been like my stream quality or something like that um, you know, I was like, ah, it just looks, you know, and maybe it was also the frame rate. Cause like the frame rate is obviously like high on that. So, um, but dude, man, every single one of the Xbox games. So I think it was nine new announced games. I was very into, I'm also, uh, impressed with the other 20, uh, I guess that what you could, would call like console timed exclusives, probably most likely. Um, and, uh, I'm very into a lot of those. So I, overall, there was so much in here that I was into, um, that I came off of it thinking, feeling very positive. Yeah. Like, um, so I thought, I agree with you. I, I and I think that this felt like a, an E3 press conference. Like yeah. this could like, honestly, except for the, you know, like a guy standing on an actual physical stage, like sure. this had a lot of the the components and things I would actually want to see from an E3 press conference. Yeah, and it did. It did still like give you context for things we talked about. That was that last week that we talked about yeah. the uh, the Ubisoft yeah. conference where they they uh, provided context for a lot of their stuff and brought out the developers and things. And I, like all of that was here. All of those right. those things were in here. Um, definitely better than their third party thing back in June or whatever, where oh, it was 100%. like you know literally just people sitting in their kitchens. Um, yeah. You know, this was uh, this was clearly like you know you're up to, up to the level, but then again, like Sony up up there, you know, level of, uh, of 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 conference, and so it was like, well, this was the answer to that, and this felt to me, like you said, more like an E3 press conference. Like it had yeah. all of those elements. It had the the uh, the flow, uh, kind of storytelling wise, of like, hey, here's the game, here's some context about it, and then they yeah. flipped that sometimes, where it was like, here's the some context about something, and here's the game. So yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that they did a phenomenal job, like just like giving us the why behind what we were seeing, what we were seeing, even in that like kind of later section where they were they were going trailer to trailer to trailer. They were still mm-hmm. giving us like this is a, a world premiere, this is a console exclusive, and I think honestly yeah. the the biggest win for this conference. Um, before we run through this, you know, it's just the the note, and then they reiterated it at the beginning, middle, and end. Like, listen, all these games are coming to Game Pass for free if you're yeah. a subscriber. Like, you get these like day one, and like, man, there's no other service out there that is providing the value that this this is about to provide. Like, yeah, we saw 22 uh, exclusive or timed exclusive games today. Uh, that are coming within the next, uh, for most of them, within the next year. Right, right. And that's the thing like that blows my mind about Game Pass and about like the fact that, okay, well, you know, Game Pass Ultimate and stuff like that as well. Um, they talked about like that you can stream even like Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. Um, for like, for, like whenever it launches, xCloud launches, um, you can stream that one to your phone, to any device you have. And that blows my mind too, man. Like those yeah. types of things um, yeah, just add that's value. First- that's the first confirmed. So, like, they had already announced that XCloud was coming to uh, Game Pass Ultimate, but they right. hadn't said what games would be there. This is the first confirmed game. And let's pause there for a second, John. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that... So, what's funny is, right, like, literally this morning, um, I was talking to to Fultron, and I was asking him, hey, you know, do you think that uh, when they reveal... Um, Halo Infinite, this is, that this is going to be a persistent online shooter in the same way that Destiny is mm-hmm. uh, persistently online. And, um, uh, you know, like, Fulton, uh, Fultron was, a little, he was, he was like, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, that's just a hard, I don't know that I want that from Halo. And I was like, right. yeah, but, like, th- think about what, what, what kind of ser- like value that service provided though if you would say hey like hey here's i even said here's destiny like and all you have to do is subscribe and you get access to this yeah yeah and then and then in the middle of the stream john yeah here comes destiny yep and like you never have to buy an expansion pack again. You don't yeah. have to buy the big game ever again. Yeah. The only you thing just, you might have to buy that I'm not clear on yet is season passes. Cause like they have like the, you know, and those are like, those become free for everyone at some point. Like even like the season pass content that they have, like where it's like, Oh, you know, this is a, uh, this is timed, basically a timed exclusive for the people who buy it. But then I think that the, those all become like free people. What do you, what do you mean by season pass? So like they have these, uh, they have like the season of the drifter and, like those things um, that you have to go, like it basically gives you tasks to do every week, um, kind of like a battle pass or whatever does, um, unlocks different different um, elements of it throughout the course of the whole season, quote unquote. Um, and so I'm not sure, like they weren't clear on whether or not that content will be there, but all of the expansions are going to be there. That's and so, what like, I was say, like all that it said, like it said all DLC, like. And the, yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure about season pass. Like if we're talking about it, like, but they're not, it didn't sound like, and it sounded like, and I think they, the way they, they worded it was all content is on, is going to be sure. available. And so like, sure. There might be a battle pass or a season pass or whatever, where yeah. you like, you know, that, that type of thing. Some cosmetics, there. I, a specific gun, yeah, like whatever, like, you know? Yeah. I don't think like, like, you know, necessarily they're saying you'll, you won't spend another dime in this game, right. but like, as far as like, 
locking people out, like that's not going to happen right. anymore if you have Game Pass Ultimate. And that's the fascinating thing, man. Because yeah, you you have Game Pass Ultimate, this small like you know this this or like, Game Pass, just Game Pass, yeah, Sorry. Game Pass, yeah, just just in Game Pass. Yeah, you're right. And then Game Pass Ultimate it allows you to stream over there. Um, yeah, that's what they were saying. So like yeah, for like ten bucks, a, you know, a month or whatever, you now have access to one of the largest uh, console games uh, that's that exists, and yeah. that blows my mind a little bit because it's like that's gonna get me to dive back in because it's right. like I, I know I'm gonna download that thing whenever whenever it hits, and I'm gonna I'm gonna to play all of the stuff that I haven't played yet, like all well, that, like, the the season pat not not season pat the uh, expansion content. Right. The value, the value that that provides to gamers is uh, is super huge, but also the value that that uh, creates for Microsoft in terms of people's attention and needing to stay mm. subscribed. Because mm -hmm. like up until up until this point, like you know, like unless you're playing something like Sea of Thieves or something like that, uh, you know, you you could theoretically like subscribe to game pass play the game you want to play and then unsubscribe right but like right. but but once and this so this is honestly what they needed they needed a game that people come back to every single day mm -hmm. week month you know and uh, so that like there's a reason to stay subscribed yeah and I guess otherwise Microsoft... you have to just keep like on this content treadmill where you have to turn out new games new games yep. new games constantly yep or do what microsoft has been doing recently is like you know kind of trying to gear a lot of their first party games to be that like what you think about uh forza horizon 4 one of the biggest reasons why like i kind of maybe didn't latch onto that game as much as I did uh, Horizon 3. Still played it for like 100 hours, but still, I mean, I played like Forza Horizon 3 for, for even more than that. Um, but the reason I didn't latch on was because like they did this whole season, like the, or every week there was a, it was a different season, and you couldn't really access the summer season if it was the winter season. And then they also like you know kind of had these other challenges and things that would on like go try to keep you on board basically. Yeah. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, well, that's trying to pitch people on this you know Game Pass subscription service and keep people locked in. That's not necessarily the type of Forza Horizon game that I really love, you know. Yeah, I mean, for, I mean, if if that's your you know model game model, you have to like make a game that is built for that, like yeah. Destiny. Yeah, and I'm glad that Halo doesn't have to now, no, which totally. is cool, hundred percent. Yeah, so um, I think that's the to me that's that's the biggest takeaway is just the value that Game Pass now provides, especially sure. with things like you know Destiny, which is a, a huge get for for Microsoft. Man, uh, and every single one of these games, like I kept coming back to it in there where I was like, oh man, you know this, this cool game, and I was like, but wait, I can play this game whenever it comes out, you <laughs> yeah. know, with with Game Pass because it's like it's just so much value within that that one right. subscription. That was another thing Fultron said. Like afterwards, we were talking, and he was like, yeah, like you know. You watch it, and, tr and typically you watch these these streams, and you evaluate this trailer and this game by would I spend money on this? Yeah, yeah. But like at the end of the day, we don't have to spend any extra money on these. We can just try them, which yeah, is I'm like already changes, spending the money on it. <laughs> yeah, it changes the, your mindset about them completely. Yeah. It's like sure, I'll try this crazy, you know, game that looks like uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the movie, the game. You know, Dude. like that. That sounds. <laughs> Like, why would I not try this at this point, you know? Right, right. Dude, and that, that one in particular, I was, I loved the trailer for it because it's, it's you know, it was Subsidian. And so, like, you know, they're, they, they're known for, like, their humor oh, yeah. and comedy. And they were like, this game from the studio who has made no games that look like this ever before. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is great. Or they're so. like, if you, want, if you want to play the biggest game of the, of the year, wait for Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, wait for Cyberpunk. <laughs> 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 if you want to play the smallest game, this yeah. you know, this is the one. Yeah. 
Um, so, okay, I have a, uh, an article here from TechRadar called Xbox Series X Games Reveal Live Blog. Um, and so it's literally ev- in order all the mm. games that happened. Uh, this is the only article I could find that put them all in order. They were all jumbled up before in some I random yes. kind of, you know, hierarchy. Um, and so we're going to start with a pre-show. Um, Ooh, the pre-show. Je- yeah, with Jeff Keighley. So the first thing they showed is Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Um, it's uh, released back in 2018 for PS4 and PC. Mm-hmm. With the definitive edition releasing for Switch in 2019. Yep, that just came out. People will, love it. Yeah, it will come to Xbox One uh, in on December 4th. Super cool. I mean, if you like RPGs like that, apparently that is a really good um, RPG to start with. Like they take yeah. a lot of the pain points of RPGs out of it, which is really cool. So yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I'll play that one, um, but you know, it's really if you're into RPGs, go for that one. Yeah, that one I'm not sure if it's on uh, Game Pass. I don't. That's think what I was wondering said. about the pre-show. I don't know if any like if if it's well, been confirmed of, are, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the next game they talk they announced Dragon Quest. Oh wait, wait, hang on. No, wait, it is, it is. Well, hang on, it is, it is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Sorry. Oh sweet. Well then I will yep. try it. I've been wanting uh, to try it on Switch. They announced a new free-to-play first-person shooter coming in late 2021. It's called Exomecha. Nice. And, for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Um, we saw another trailer for Watch Dogs Legion. Um, nothing new there, though. Still not, like... I, I was thinking about our whole comments of uh, about, like, last week, where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm totally in for the Far Cry thing because, like, I can understand and get behind these characters. And then, you know, Legion, it still just doesn't appeal to me because, like, the... I don't know... I don't, I don't know who am... Who am I? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Um, if it was on something like Game Pass, I would be more, much more likely to, uh, Ooh, to try it out. Solid point, Chris. Uh, we saw a world premiere trailer for a game called Echo Generation coming in 2021. It's a pixel art uh, game. That's all the information I have on that. Hello Neighbor 2. We saw a world premiere trailer for that coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC in 2021. Um, and then uh, they showed a, uh, a highlight reel of a bunch of idea Xbox games coming to Xbox Series X, including a game called Sable and Shredder. Nice. Uh, there's a world premiere trailer for Balin Wonderworld from Square Enix, an action game set in musical theater where different costumes gives you, give you different abilities coming in spring 2021 to Xbox One and Xbox Series X. And that was the pre-show, so yeah. not a, not not a ton. And they also like there were some pieces in there. I think Ninja showed up, and they talked to some like uh, other Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, it's probably worth a watch. I mean, it's entertaining. Right. I also like appreciated the fact that like, hey, we're bringing back in. Um these uh, ID at Xbox kind of indies and things like that, and even like Hello Neighbor 2, um, because it gave it more space in the pre-show rather than it being, you know, pushed into uh, some sort of a montage later on, like uh, within the actual conference where it's like you literally, like something passes you by and you're like, what was that game? What was that game? What was that game? So I appreciate that they were in the pre-show rather than just just being, you know, kind of a, yeah. a footnote in the, totally. the main conference. Uh, the first thing they opened up with was a gameplay trailer from Halo Infinite, and uh, it was probably about ten minutes long. I I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
it looked it looked it looked great. Sounded great. Um, the gameplay. I mean, it looked like classic Halo, but it also I think uh, classic Halo in a good way. Cla- like mm-hmm. you know, kind of like uh, almost back to a combat evolved kind of feel rather yeah. than the Halo Four and Five. Um, I don't know. Like it just felt like those both those games just felt like a more tunneled experience Definitely. than the, the rest of the of the series. Definitely. And uh, the uh, the map they said is bigger than both Halo Four and Five combined. It's you're you get to explore kind of in this open world. It looks like yeah uh, across a the Halo big ring. ring. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Um, I mean, I thought that was a really cool way to do it, and I thought that the uh, the explanation of it being like more open world, but also, I mean, obviously, like the the Halo Ring is not going to be. Like you're, you have some limits on like the width of like how wide this thing is going to be, or like you know the the, right. the the. So it is you know more sandboxy than we've had before, which I really appreciate. It kind of goes back to like you said, like those earlier Halos and everything in that front, where it's like okay, you got into those areas and you're like, oh man, this is a big area. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas four and five, it did feel more tunneled, more more. Um, yeah, it was more like linear. Call of Duty action game kind of like feel with the, both of those, and like Combat Evolved, like. It wasn't open world, but they there were yeah there were these huge spaces. So like if mm-hmm. you wanted to if you wanted to to basically like snipe everybody from real far away, you like in large part could except for like whenever you you know would encounter the flood. That was the only time whenever it really forced you to get up and close yeah. to the enemies. In that case, it forces you to just pull out your shotgun, man. Oh you yeah, know? which is what they want you to do. Yeah, I, like great. I, I hear what you're saying. Whenever you said earlier, you know, like the visuals, you know, seemed a, a little like off i guess is the the yeah. word that i would use and like some of that i kind of like uh, i think there's a couple things number one i'm watching on a phone <laughs> yeah. uh you know number number one a- and watching on a phone that's not uh hdr so like i think a lot of the it's interesting to me like having you know like and playing on my oled uh hdr 4k screen mm-hmm. um and then like some games aren't HDR, so it'll jump back and forth, and it, they still look good. Mm-hmm. But they like those games. Um, whenever they're, it doesn't take advantage of HDR now. It just like honestly, like they look more video gamey. You know, mm. like they don't look as good, um, in my opinion. And I think yeah. it's because they are optimized for HDR and not as much for non HDR. Makes sense. Um, I think that's a piece of it. I also like. I've seen a couple of like. Uh, discussions on online of people like comparing um comparing it to like well listen at least they're they're showing us the actual like real gameplay versus something like breath of the wild if you remember the trailer for breath of the wild like showed this you know like crazy these crazy visuals and then the Mm -hmm. end end result never looked like that but then the thing is we never complained about it because the game was so good oh exactly yeah yeah and and that argument i think is probably the one i lean more toward is like you know at the end of the day it's about the gameplay right it just the, and honestly, the only part that looks janky was that cutscene to me. You know, yeah, the cutscene, and then like I said, like like there was a, the part where like they're in the uh, on the ground right whenever you first kind of walk out of, of the ship, and like there's a there's some sort of a another enemy ship flying overhead. Yeah, like there yeah, was yeah. just something there, and it could it could have even been like a frame rate thing uh, or like totally. some sort of a frame rate mismatch between like my, the stream and my phone, or like you know how like if if you put like uh, the smoothing on on like a television or whatever, yeah. it's just everything looks like takes like you know a Christopher Nolan movie and makes it look like a look like a soap opera um 
And uh, and so it, just, it had that type of a feel. To, so I, I was wondering if maybe it was just like, ooh, my frame rate just is not matching up somehow here. So with with the stream. So yeah. Anyway. And, well, and they make the they, they made the comment, and they're like, this has the like um, ten times the processing power per pixel of Halo Five, and like so like yeah. I don't doubt that this game is gonna look good. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think maybe like, that's where it comes down to. I'm like. You know, they're honestly probably like this is a 4K HDR game, and I'm watching it on a tiny little like exactly screen at you know, at best, you know, like 720. Right. <laughs> I don't even know, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, a little. It's in between 720 and 1080 if you're on like an iPhone or whatever. But yeah, like it's you're, this is that's not the most ideal situation, and that's the kind of you know grace that I, I'll give it because again, I. Halo games, like even at their core, like I don't necessarily look at them and go, "Oh my gosh, like this is going to be the most like gorgeous looking thing." Like they're really pretty, but at the end of the day, it's more about that gameplay, more totally. about that that smoothness. Um, and dude, grapple hook. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's such a huge world. Like I'm glad that there's new ways to traverse it. Um, yes. And it, and the enemies look unique enough. Like this isn't just a rehash of. Mm-hmm. You know the the flood and the covenant and right. Um, the uh, I mean it, it kind of looks. I mean yeah, it just it's unique. Yeah, it is very unique. I can't tell you how comforting it is to have like been a, just literally immediately walk out of the open world and you hear like these grunts like having conversations. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is amazing. Totally, this is Halo. So uh, moving on, uh, they uh, they showed a trailer for State of Decay three. Yeah, um, the, the trailer looked awesome. The yeah. interesting thing to me is like. State of Decay, like that's just like not State of Decay. State of Decay uh, is uh, like only State of Decay one and two. I mean, there it's like basically um, resource management and survival, basically. Yeah, and we, we so so State of Decay three. I'm trying to remember. Have we we've seen this before? Haven't we? Or is this like a new announcement? Of and a new says, game? It says an announcement trailer. Okay, so so yeah, so then it's a different zombie game that I remember um, that they've like delayed like 14 times, but not not like this isn't Microsoft Studios that delayed it or anything. But anyway, yeah, State of Decay. Like uh, this didn't like this seemed more actiony or it, like at least gave me the impression of more like. Uh, survival game ish, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the survival part works. I mean, this is, uh, I guess, my my point is, like, this looks really cinematic and really like, uh, you know, story based. At least the trailer was, but like, nothing about State of Decay is. I would, I would never have described anything, anything about State of Decay two, one or two, as cinematic. Right. Right. So Definitely. I mean, I, I would love for it to be that, but I just yeah. don't know that it, it, it actually, it actually will be. I mean, that's more um, my speed, you know, and so, you know, rather than the resource kind of management thing. I know, um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's what made me fall off of State of Decay 2 so hard. I was just like, right. this is just not my this is not my thing, you know? Right, and it's just like, you know, to me, it feels cumbersome, and I know a lot of people, like, love that, the gameplay, you know, uh, the the gamified cumbersomeness, you know, but right. it just felt, like, very cumbersome of going into menus, and oh, I was yeah. like, man, I'm just, like, I'm not doing things, I'm just, like, clicking around in menus, you know? Well, like, but, yeah, cl- clicking around in menus, and, like, people were threatening to leave my my camp and i'm just like what in the world i don't have time for this like <laughs> this is, i don't need this, this is, emotional drama <laughs> yeah, this is more stressful than real life like <laughs> i don't i don't oh, and, and all those things always just felt 
like they were getting in the way of me doing what I actually wanted to do, which sure. was go out and kill zombies, you know? Yeah, I mean? and like and and survive, you know, and yeah. like and, and and do that type of resource management because like rather than resource management on a camp, I would rather go out there and be like, all right, I've got you know, I've I've only got this much gas in the gas tank left. Right. I've got well, to make it to that, that point. It was like, so you had gas in your car and like you had to right. find. I don't know. Even that, I'm just like, ah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Phil Spencer came out and, and talked about um, their uh, their first party games, uh, and, and that all the, all of them would be shown on Xbox Game Pass. Then we saw a uh, trailer um, announcement trailer from Forza Motorsport. The mm-hmm. the interesting thing about that was, I mean, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, Phil Spencer made the um, the statement. This entire trailer, well, everything you'll see, was rendered in engine. Mm-hmm. Is, and he's choosing his words specifically there. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean either. It doesn't mean they were. It was done um, on the the Xbox hardware, and it also right. doesn't mean that it was even done in real time. Yeah. Like they could have, or, or that know, it was taken even three days to render this. And it's like this isn't gameplay. Yeah. This is like this is literally like. I don't know. That, that was the, the interesting thing about that. I also thought there was there was a, a phrase that he used that I thought was confusing to me. Um, he said they're in early development on Forza yeah. Motorsport, and so it blows my mind that that game is not coming out this year um, because like they've they've had like a, a Forza Motorsport game um, every other year up until last year question mark yes yes last year and so i assumed that they were taking that year off in order to give that team another year to do what would i would, I would assume would be an xbox series x launch title but with this being in quote-unquote early development it feels like what have they been doing for the past you know three years well um, yeah i mean i think you have to look at um Number one, early development doesn't mean that they just started on it. That means that they like that. Sure. That means they're past pre-production and they're in. They're actually like you know developing this game. Good point. The the you know like it, especially with these internal studios, like if Microsoft needs them to pivot on something, they can just pivot. So like I mean, sure. they may have honestly like done pre-production on this game three years ago, like, you know, right after the last motorsport. But mm. like they were probably developing it for the Xbox One currently. Ooh, that's a and good then, point. Yeah. Cause if they were developing it, it to come out like last year and then they're like, well, we're gonna give you a whole other year and you can put it on brand new hardware and they're like, wait a second. Yeah. Rewind. I, th- I think probably what happened is they were, you know, developing it, you know, like for Xbox One and then whenever Microsoft solidified their release date for for the Xbox Series X, they pivoted th- that team and said, "Hey, don't make this an Xbox One game anymore. Make this uh, number one backwards compatible, but also like optimize it for the Xbox C- Series X." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, that that's probably why we're seeing this this uh, this long time between between releases. Yeah, you're you're probably right on that. We saw a uh, a trailer from Rare for a game called Everwild. Yeah. It's uh, magical and gives you a, quote, untamed natural world to explore, end quote. Yeah, people people were, like, interacting with, like, animals and things like that. It was gorgeous, dude. I don't remember. I don't think there was a release date on that. No, I don't think so either. Um, and that, you know, I... I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of these games that we see here are not like launch titles, like they're like launch window where it's like, oh, the, over the next 12 months, we'll release one every month or something like that. Well, but, like uh, at, the, at the end of the, the you know, stream um, basically said like in the whenever I forgot how they said it, basically like whenever the uh, uh, Series X launches, 
um, there will be 100 games that you can play that are uh, optimized for it, which is insane. Like, mm-hmm. n- like even Sony's not making that claim about the PS5. Right. Well, um, Sony's not making the claim that it, you know they're only saying that like the. <laughs> The more recent, I think if it was certified by the end of July or something like that, or after the end of July, it would work on your on your PS5. So like anything that was literally released earlier than now, this year, won't even probably work on your you know PS5, or it's not guaranteed to at the very least, let alone be quote-unquote optimized for. Like it's not going to yeah. have upgraded visuals, that sort of thing. Um, that's the thing that I've been wondering about like with PlayStation um, and Xbox. Like Xbox is, is all about like that, oh, you know, this is going to be optimized for that this is gonna be optimized for the the new console so whenever you get the new console there's this value proposition whereas sony the value proposition is that like there's this hard cut and it's like whatever comes out that's new from here on out is gonna be you know the uh amazing here but it's not like anything previous like if you put in ghost of tsushima like there's no guarantee that that ghost of tsushima will play the best on the ps5 um you know so and yeah. Whereas the Xbox, I, if you play any any uh, first party game from the past like five years, it'll definitely play best on uh, on Xbox Series X. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like get into that, you know, like uh, the comparison right like, right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just agree fascinating. With all that. Um, the next game was a trailer for a game called Tell Me Why. It's from Don't Nod. Um, it's an episodic adventure game mm-hmm. which focuses on a brother and sister who were kept apart as children. It's coming, uh, believe it or not, August 27th. Yeah, the first episode. Yeah, first episode. Uh, dude, that looks great. I'm super yeah. pumped for that. I thought that the uh, th- they sold me on the story there, and there were like some some of the uh, later on in the trailer. There were some like shots of like uh, that were were just kind of like spliced into like different uh, fast cuts, basically. And I was like, oh my gosh, what was that? What was yeah. that? What was yeah. that? You know. So I'm I'm very intrigued by that game, man. Yeah, it looked really cool. Um, we heard an update about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's going to be optimized for Xbox Series X. They showed a um, slowed down version. So basically, this is going to run at 120 frames per second. <laughs> Which, so like, I do want to pause for a second here. I don't know that it ran that well running at Dude. what it was supposed to run at uh, for Xbox One yeah, X. Like, I, had a, I have an X and it wasn't yeah. running that great sometimes. Mine, mine. so here's the weird thing. In, in a game where you bring up the, the map, the pause menu so often, every time I would bring up the map in that game, it would literally just like freeze for about four seconds. Yeah. And then it would, and then it would load the map, and I was like, "What?" And so well, like, I, mean, you I would also hope have, that it's you also have an original Xbox, like oh, the exactly. original model. Exactly. So like, I, I kind of understand that. Uh, what I understand less, though, is like having the X, and mm-hmm. it's still like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then from the X, like apparently, like the jump up to like whatever the next. It's like, well, I feel like. I don't know. I that's that was one I was confused about because I was like, why why would we optimize it now for the new hardware? Where if it's not really optimized for well, the to be fair, hardware. I don't I don't know. It, I haven't gone back to it and played it in the past couple months, Good so point. it may be optimized now at this point. Good point. I did play it like right at launch, so yeah. Um, they also showed a trailer for the Outer Worlds DLC, Peril on Gorgon. It's coming out September 9th. It is one of the fur of the of two expansions for the Outer Worlds. Cool. Then that's when uh, when they uh, brought out the grounded trailer, and we saw that it basically looks like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. Um, it's an uh, Obsidian RPG. Uh, Obsidian, um, like my favorite game from Obsidian was uh, South Park and the Stick of Truth, mm. um, which was a fantastic RPG. Yeah. 
and uh, very accessible, which I hope that this is as well. Yeah, this had like the building mechanics and things like that, a la Fortnite or whatever. Like there was like that base that they yeah. were building, and I thought that all looked really cool. I'm interested to see like because it is on Game Pass. Like this is a game that I wouldn't have tried otherwise, but because it's on Game Pass, it's like I'm gonna try it and hopefully get online with some friends and uh, and 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 see what we can do, um, which is a really cool idea. Yeah, what's crazy is I've been seeing it on my my Xbox dashboard for like the past week and I was just like what they or what it's been saying it says like install grounded or pre-install grounded now and I'm like what in the world why would I ever pre-install this game I don't know and then uh, I've never heard of but now that I've seen this trailer like I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-install this game (laughs) yeah you're like you immediately see the ad and you're like yes I will pre-install grounded (laughs) yeah Uh, and then they also talked about a, uh, a new obsidian game called dusk falls or as dusk falls um, this was interesting because it looks very I, like it, it looks really cool. Uh, obviously, like the the kill, killing skeletons, that's really cool. Yeah. The uh, the magic element of it looked really cool. Yeah. Um, looks, almost like a Skyrim esque kind of a thing. Uh wait wait wait. What we're talking about? I think we're talking about two different separate things. Oh, so as dusk falls was that one that like it's set in the uh, the southwest and then like the it's got like three D animation with like two D oh. characters. Yes. Yes. Remember that you're one? right. Yes, I yeah. do remember that one. Yes, that uh, one looks really cool as well. But it, it like it kind of looks like a graphic novel, and it kind of mm-hmm. looks like you know, kind of remi- I don't know, it reminds me of of a cross between like Walking Dead and um, uh, there was an art style for Deadlight that that used That's that kind right. of like comic style. Yep. Um, so I don't know, like it looked really cool. I, I thought the art style was really interesting, and mm-hmm. uh, the story was intriguing. So. Yeah, I don't remember much about the story. Clearly, that one like slipped like just right over my head. I do remember yeah. the art style being really cool, though. That's the one where like it showed them like uh, basically. I guess they get held hostage at this like hotel or something right. like that, and then and like, it was like years two perspectives later, for a minute there. Yeah, years later, like it's they're still all dealing with the the ramifications of that. Yep. I don't know. And, it just seems and at cool. the end of the trailer, she shows up at the the person like who held them hostages like door or something like that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was uh, yeah. You're, it's coming back to me, Chris. It's all coming back to me. Uh, we saw a gameplay trailer for Psychonauts 2, which was announced last E3. Uh, we It was a song that Jack Black performs, which yes. was pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. I, I liked the gameplay as well, man. The gameplay looked really fun. Um, again, like it looked buttery smooth, uh, which I'm very into. Yeah, um, so the... the the next oh sorry were you done no no i i, I was oh. done I, I was gonna say like the uh the it's interesting like at, at launch uh events or at launch like kind of like trailers and things like that to to have like the quintessential platformer and to have it be psychonauts 2 like a double fine game is really uh a pretty cool pretty cool twist in this one yeah uh that's what this is whenever we saw destiny 2 and so uh not only is destiny 2 being enhanced for next gen consoles it's gonna run at 4K, 60 frames per second on the Xbox Series X. Um, coming to Game Pass, and will be playable on uh, the go through Project X Cloud, which is super cool. And th- this is a new trailer for the, the next um, DLC expansion, Beyond Light, which is coming November 10th. Um, dude, and it, like, so just, like, the expansion trailer, that was intriguing. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I'll probably jump back into this, at least give it a mm-hmm. shot, you know? Yeah, me too. I mean, and that's the thing is I'll at the very least try to play through the story campaigns because those are like, that's what I did for a while there yeah. with even destiny one. Um, and I very much enjoyed myself in that. As long as I don't, I need, I, I will resist at all costs the, the grind, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's just not, not what I'm, not what I'm into these days. Correct. 
Uh, there was a trailer for Stalker 2, which is pretty cool. It looked, it looked really creepy um, and uh, interesting. Agreed. Like, this I, is, this is I didn't know what to make of, of that one necessarily. Yeah, so like this is where we had just like a bunch of trailers. Um, but like they were uh, Xbox Series X console exclusives is what they are. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're not coming to... Um, to PC or, you know, something like that, but like they're... Or even, you know, it's like what kind of exclusive? Is this an exclusive exclusive or is this like a timed exclusive? Because right. you remember back at the uh, the Xbox One, like they, they, for the longest time, they would not tell you that Tomb Raider was a Rise of the Tomb Raider was going to be, you know, was a timed exclusive and was going to come out for two, yeah, you know, two and, years later or something like that. So. I don't, well, and, and then there's no way to ever really know that. It's just like, you know, because none of that's confirmed. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. Like, so yeah. none of these have been confirmed for anything other than Xbox One X as a console. Right. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. That uh, trailer looked really cool. Looked kind of mm -hmm. Destiny-esque. And there was like this kind of uh, horde element to it. Yeah, like Left for Dead. I've heard that like uh, like the Warhammer Wartide thing kind of goes into territory of like a more serious Left for Dead or whatever. Yeah. Um, with like that style of like uh, zombies coming after you. That's uh, coming to Xbox Series X and PC in 2021. Uh, the next game was Tetris Effect Connected, and uh, that trailer seemed really cool. Where you you can basically like have like a what they showed was a, a three player mm -hmm. uh, Tetris board where you can literally play off of anyone's board. Yeah, and like you cool. can you can you co-op basically this whole thing. I thought that was really cool. That the way that that game has been uh, has progressed. Like it was originally just a VR title, and then they released it to consoles, um, to like PS5 or PS4, and then now it's like on on Xbox, but it's got this like multiplayer element to it, which is which is interesting. It's just like a cool cool um, development cycle on that. Yeah, this is coming to um, uh, consoles holiday 2020. Uh, the Gunk is the next game from. Dude, the I thought this one looked Steam really World. cool. Yeah, I like. Um, it's coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yeah, I mean, I, th I didn't didn't really. I think the art style looks cool. The yeah. gameplay, um, if unless you know, there's just not like not enough information for me right. to know whether this is fun or not. Because like all they really showed him doing was going and vacuuming up some gunk on yeah. the floor. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, like, that's great. Not super intriguing for me right now. <laughs> Again, if I, wanted, if I wanted to vacuum up some stuff, I would just play Luigi's Mansion, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, that's a way better. I mean, uh, from what I'm seeing, it looks way more fun than this, but we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, uh, I mean, my, like, my, hey, here's my, a dirty vibes, room, go clean it. Like you said, like, there's no way to know this, but like the vibes that I get from it are like kind of Metroidvania esque. And it's like, if that's the case, sure, yeah, that'd be cool if you can level up different powers and like have, the, oh, you can unlock that area. But it's like, there's no way to know if that's what this game is not yet. <laughs> I can't remember where we saw this next game before. We've seen it at some point, but the medium. Um, mm -hmm. We saw it at the, uh, the third party uh, oh, really? thing. Earlier yeah, this year? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or literally like in June, like it was, it was the only game that was, I think it was at both, um, and the medium, like, because it was just a cinematic trailer at that other thing, and it was, uh, and I, this probably, was this gameplay, I, I, like there was some it looked like gameplay, yeah. looked like gameplay, so like, I think that's what it was, like there was just the cinematic thing where we were like, I don't know what this game is, like as far as at the last one, because okay. it was just a cinematic thing with, obviously like this, uh, the play on the two different worlds was very confusing. Um, but in this, I thought that that gameplay looked pretty cool. The fact that it's rendering two worlds simultaneously and, totally. uh, apparently you can swap between them. Um, so yeah, like it makes me, uh, spoilers for Titanfall two for a second. So yeah. skip forward, but like it gave me 
Titanfall 2 vibes. Mm. You know, that level where you can yep. go through and you're jumping through time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That which was like, honestly, oh, now it's all dilapidated and you can get through. And then in the, this time zone, you can't. And you're like fl- flipping and flopping back and forth between these things just to get through. Yeah, yeah. That's, a real, that's a really good call out, Chris. I mean, like, that, that, that was my favorite part of that game. That Agreed. was the best level. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if this whole game is like that, man, dude. Like, because I can just think of, like, like, that was a very basic usage mm-hmm. of that. I can, like, what if, I mean, can you imagine fighting a boss in mm-hmm. a dual reality or something yeah. like that? Like, oh, my gosh. It, well, it, it could a, be so I can cool. also, like, imagine, like, if you're in one world and you're, like, running away. And this sort of happened a little bit in uh, in Titanfall. But it's, like, because because I'm really good at, like, you know first person shooters it wasn't ever like super challenging but like like these enemies would get like super close to you and then you'd flip you know in order to not take damage and then you deal with the other enemies on the other side until you're in a, a tough spot where you can't get you know where you're about to right. like get taken right. out and then you flip and then you you know so i think that would be really cool in this kind of horror-esque uh world where it's like you know something's coming after you you flip in order to uh to, to get past it that sort of thing totally um then we saw a trailer for New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2, which is a, uh, uh, it boasts a new expansive world, unknown threats, and plenty of flashy action coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC in 2021. Nice. Uh, then we saw another Crossfire X, uh, this was the uh, campaign trailer for Xbox, uh, for our, sorry, Crossfire X. Uh, it looks really, really good. Like, I think, I mean, I think we, lo- I liked it. I think we saw this at the previous this was like the first didn't we open up with this in the previous that third party? sounds right yeah that sounds i right. can't remember where we saw it, but we've seen this before yeah and it looks great um and then of course we ended with um fable 4 being officially announced confirmed um saw a a, a little trailer there with some uh humor the world looked fantastic mm-hmm. um super excited for that yeah, and that's that's one. I think that that was the biggest one where I I was worried they weren't going to reveal it, man. I was worried that that like that it was they were going to go this whole thing because I was like, man, this is like the the worst kept secret like in in the <laughs> the journalism uh, games journalism world, you know, where it's like everybody knows that that game exists and and basically knew that playground games was developing it because they had all these like they were hiring for that type of uh experience like an rpg kind of experience and so i was worried that they were gonna go through this whole event and then it's like it still is like not being talked about at all um i don't anticipate that game coming out for a while uh still in my mind because what we didn't see very much here like we don't we just got basically like a tone type of a situation yeah i mean i don't think it's coming out this year i could see it coming out next year um I like it's kind of the same deal as what was it earlier? There was another game um, earlier that's first party. What was it here? Let me try to look. I think it was. Oh, it was. Uh. Uh. Yeah, State of Decay Three. It's like there was there was no one uh even a release window mm-hmm. like for that. Which again, I'm fine with. Like yeah. Uh, but like. I think I'm they happy to know about these things because again, they're gonna they're gonna come out like you're gonna know they exist without them being actually announced, and that right. sometimes can be frustrating for big things like State of Decay or like for uh, things like Fable that sort of thing. Well, I feel confident that Phil, like at this point, you know, like after you know, we kind of talked, we've talked about in the past, and he he uh, like if still again, if you haven't listened to Phil's um, interview he did with Ryan McCaffrey back during like uh, 
um, the spring, whenever like quarantine was happening and stuff like that. Can't so like exactly March, March, April. Yeah, like he he made a comment about um, and talked about uh, scale bound and how like yep. they had shown that too early, mm-hmm. and um, he was. Um, disappointed in the way that they handled it because it was such a public cancellation whereas mm. it probably it wasn't a, the fault of of anybody especially the developer uh that mm. it, that they couldn't you know keep going with it but um it just you know he said at the end of the day just like you know didn't work out and it was very public because they'd already announced it and so mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he uh he he learned from that i think mm-hmm. like shows me that okay state of decay 3 and Fable, while they're probably still pretty early, they mm-hmm. at least feel confident enough, or Phil feels confident enough that they're going to release these games. And so, yeah, I could yeah. see them just being a year away, honestly. I mean, and that would that would make sense. Um, and I feel like that would be a decent amount of time because, like, we started hearing rumors about the the Fable game um, probably three years ago at this point, um, and then job listings, you know, and things like that happened in between now and then. So, um, I do, I, I, I would say, you know, sometime within the next year or year and a half, like basically sometime maybe twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty one or something like that, would be a good target. You're probably right. The, oh, I can uh, see like you know this holiday season being you know Halo is the big yeah. first party holiday game and Fable being the the holiday game for next year yeah yeah and then maybe even you know maybe like uh, you would have you would assume like that's around the time that gears you know potentially the next gears would uh, would come up the following year after that you know you just kind of like have these big big uh first party ip and fables a, a huge ip like i mean there, there's i love what i played of 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 the fable games back in the day but i didn't i i, I wasn't necessarily like it isn't in from fable one um but i think i played fable two and fable three and uh and no, i, I, I think didn't there was really a fable, there was a fable three was there yeah it wasn't as good as two though um the I uh this is fable three I think this is i think this is technically fable four but they just said fable as well so i'm not sure if it's a reboot or not oh yeah fable three so I, oh yeah, this is the one I actually played. Yeah, sorry, I thought I this mean, was Fable too. And it's it's it was good. Like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't quite as as charming uh, as Fable Two. Yeah. Um, but it did have like more voice acting, which was which was nice. Like rather than more reading that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I actually played a lot of this one. I didn't finish it, but I played a lot of this one. And then I played. Uh, we both played the like Alpha f- for Fable Legends. Yeah. And Dude, that game, so, man. I mean, I, I like the, uh, yeah, I know. I like the world. Um, and so, like, I'm excited to see, you know, to bring it back and actually, like, you know, see what, what Playground can do with it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this team is, like, I already love the open worlds that they put together for the uh, Forza Horizon series. Yeah. And so, if you just translate that into, like, more of an RPG, I, I'm, I'm, that's the part of it. It's like the combat is they, they're, they're going to have to get right. And the, uh, and the just story and RPG elements, whereas like the world and the fact that like, I mean, I'm fully confident in their ability to put together an open world, you know, yeah, a very totally. interesting and, and, uh, open world, which is honestly with, with a lot of open world games, like even like Zelda or whatever, like that's the most important part. It's like a rewarding where it's like, Oh, if I go up on top of that mountain, there's going to be something cool there. You know, like I, I get that vibe from all of playgrounds, open worlds, um, where it's like, Oh, if I drive over there, it's going to be something awesome. Uh, you know, there's never, very rarely do you drive over and go, well, that wasn't worth it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was it. Like, uh, I mean, that was a lot jam packed into about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, when all was said and done. And, uh, Honestly, like this, 
you know, I mean, everyone knows, like, I just want to be, you know, honest. Like, I lean toward Xbox, but honestly, like, uh, I mean, I play all the consoles. This was the, this is the conference that excited me the most, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they presented things uh, really, really well. I think, I think people are getting the hang of it now. Now we've had two conferences, like, last week yeah. and then this week, where they actually feel good. It feels like yeah. you're getting the information you want. I mean, Xbox biffed it hardcore, like, earlier Oof. this year. And yeah. so, like, to come back with a, a great showing like this, um, sure. with a, a great first-party lineup for the new console that's dropping, um, and, like, honestly, like, this is just, like, you know, point after point of why you should have and and subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, and I guess, like, that's the thing, you know, comparing comparing the different conferences, like, I uh, Ubisoft's last, last week was really... Uh, solid, and then this one was was really nice as well. Sony's uh, earlier like had some huge hits for me, like had like with Horizon, uh, For- Forbidden West, and Spider Man. Like those those are huge like check marks on my gaming you know list where it's like oh my gosh both of those games like they're the uh spider-man original and then horizon zero dawn amazing games that i absolutely love and uh and so whereas this is like this had that in in halo and had that in fable fable no absolutely like almost next to nothing about that game other than the tone but like with with halo and then all of the other stuff and then again we didn't just sell me on games and where it's like oh let me make the value proposition of like do i buy this game do i play this game like or do i hold off like i am making those calls with like playstation where i'm like okay if i buy the playstation 5 I, you know, I, I'm gonna, you know, buy that and then buy a couple games. And it's like, okay, these games are coming out. And so is it worth it to buy that thing right now? Like that's what the, the math that I'm doing in my head, right? Where it's like, is it worth it to buy a PlayStation five console for these couple of games? Or do I wait until next year whenever there's like potentially more where horizon uh, forbidden West is going to come out into that, you know, and then, and uh, is more likely going to be some other, other good games. But whereas Xbox, it's like all of these games being just built into the, the game pass thing. It's sold me not only on those games like like halo or like um psychonauts or whatever it sold me on the, the platform where it's like i'm the value proposition is a hundred percent there because it's like for this you know for if you get the console and honestly because they're doing the no generations thing it's like if i hold even if i hold on to this console it's still going to be useful for a little while um but it sells me on the new console because I'm going to buy that console and I'm going to know that, that I'm going to be have hours and hours of things to try at the very least where it's, I, I'm not going to buy a console and literally have like one game for months. Um, I'm not going to sit on top of, you know, where it's like, Oh, I just have this piece of plastic sitting here in my box. Uh, it's, it's got enough games and enough, uh, stuff in it to where I'm like, man, this is, this is such a value, such a good thing to buy, you know, in, in, uh, this fall. Yeah, totally, I mean, and and I agree. I think that that's like the Game Pass just changes the changes the whole conversation. Where you're right. I mean, those are the two games that like really kind of resonated with me from Sony. Um, but like, if their whole catalog, if everything they like showed at their conference mm-hmm. was available on something like Game Pass, holy crap! Mm-hmm. I mean, that would. I mean, it's just, it's just changes the conversation. And so, yeah. like, I think Microsoft has has a has a winning formula um, with. You know, a combination of great-looking games, intriguing games. You know, yeah. like I, I think, like it's easy whenever you're actually spending your own money. Like you, you're gonna spend money on games that you know you're gonna love, and so yeah. you're not gonna diversify your gaming portfolio sure. and your gaming experience very much. Whereas, like, I mean, I will play pr- or try out pretty much every single one of these games, and mm-hmm. not all of them are gonna hit. I'm not gonna like all of them. Right. There's no way. But I mean, like, I'll I, I'll try out and and probably will. Uh, I end up liking games that I 
probably would never have tried and liked uh, if I had to buy them. For sure. I mean, especially like, you know, whenever I think about my experience with Game Pass, it's like I wouldn't have played uh, Outer Outer Wilds last year, which was my game of last year, my favorite game last year. And, it's, you know, I, I, I bought like the uh, collector's edition of it, like, a, you know, a little while ago, like a physical edition. I'm never going to play that game again. It's a game that, that like it doesn't have any replay value because I know everything. Um, and, uh, and so if I could forget one game and replay it, it'd be that one. But at the same time, you know, I bought the, uh, the special edition cause I really want to just have this, um, for, you know, my collection or whatever to just put on a shelf somewhere, um, and enjoy. And also because I played it on game pass and I, you know, so I hadn't given the developer much money at all to play that game. So I went ahead and did that, but like, I would never ever have played that game if it hadn't been on Game Pass. So it's like I literally wouldn't have even considered uh, dropping, you know, 20 bucks on that game um, unless, you know, in this case, like I, I dropped like 40 bucks on it for the uh, for the uh, physical edition. So it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that uh, Game Pass is, if your game is good, it'll connect with an audience. And I can't tell you how many times I've deleted a game after like playing it and be like, ah, this is not for me. Um, and then, you know, just uninstall it from the console this summer, even like where I've, I've been like, oh, I'm home more. Let me download these four games. I try out two of them. They don't hit, delete them off the console, play the other two to completion, whatever. Um, but it's just a great service, man. And, and those other, you know, those games that connect with you will, uh, will be there and you can always have something new, like always have something coming on to game pass. And, and these games are proof of that. Like this is 22 games come into game pass where it's like, this is, that's a, that's a ridiculous value, uh, within just these 22 games. Even if like only 10% of them hit, that's like two games that you're going to love. So totally. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the uh, the conference. I, I encourage you if you're interested in any of that stuff. You know, you haven't watched it. Go back and watch it. It's, I mean, yeah. there's, it's just it's it was it, like it flew by like more than more than any of the other uh, conferences. I think this summer, um, it was just like wow. This is just, like uh, game after game. Um, an interesting trailer. Like I think they just they totally killed it. Yeah, dude, um, it, it was the pacing was like spot on, man. Totally. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're talking about, but we'll be back That's as right. always. You can find us online at sayontargetpodcast.com, on social at Chris Wright 250 And John Wright 777 Sometime I want to get Cody Moffat back on. Uh, oh, he's yeah. been playing uh, Half-Life Alex on his VR headset. And uh, that's apparently a very, very good game. So yeah, I think we need to we need to have him on. We need to get Fultron back on. Uh, yeah. we, need to, we need to start. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, we're gonna. Yeah, we need to start uh, having our having our friends back on the the show again. Love it. Um, you can at, at Stand Target Pod. Please go to your podcast of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.